It's Superstar Night in the NBA, and I'm back. Keith Cummings here with Mike McClure at your Sportsline DFS podcast. All the stars are coming out for an eight-game slate. It's Tuesday, February the 6th. Mike, are there any stars we're missing tonight? Uh, no, we've got you, the star of the show, back. That is really all we need. We're going to print some money together tonight. Uh, but no, we're not missing any stars. That that was exactly the response I was looking for. In all seriousness, we've got Westbrook, Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Durant, Embiid, Steph Curry, Chris Paul. Heck, without John Wall, Bradley Beals was even a star. Mark Gasol against one of the best matchups in the NBA. And we've got big news. Dwayne Wade's questionable tonight. Maybe that's not the big news. Kyrie Irving, though, is coming back for the Celtics. Sounds like Marcus Morris will as well. The Magic will be without Aaron Gordon. Jonathan Simmons is questionable for them. Trevor Ariza's out. Eric Gordon is probable to return. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is out for the Nets. Quincy Acey is questionable. Chandler Parsons, Deontay Davis, they're both still out. Wayne Selden is questionable, which could make things... I didn't... You know, we... The normal thing to think is who's going to be hurt to make Wayne Selden relevant, but now Wayne Selden being hurt might make Mario Chalmers or Ben McLemore relevant. John Wall, Lonzo Ball, Devin Booker, they all remain out tonight, Mike. So the biggest question tonight, who is your must-play? I don't feel great about the must-play, but I feel like you're going to want to have them just because there are so many studs on the slate, and that's Tyler Eulis. Uh, he's probably going to get the start for the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker out. We know Devin Booker carries a ton of usage and playing time there. So I think for me it's Tyler Eulis just because he's so damn cheap on both sides. I think that he's uh, someone you're going to want some exposure to just so you can get the studs in the lineups tonight. It helps you play multiple studs. That That is not – like I could have guessed probably 50 times who your must play was going to be tonight before I got to Tyler Eulis. Which is awesome. Yep. That's outstanding. Uh, he is just 3700 on DraftKings. I assume he's minimum priced over on, on, or 3700 on FanDuel. I assume he's minimum priced over on DraftKings. Uh, yeah, he's pretty cheap over there as well. It's, uh, definitely, like I said, it's a spot where you're going to be playing him if you're looking to get in a couple of superstars tonight. Now, I do think there will be a lot of people playing Josh Jackson. It's possible with Marquise Chris returning that people will be excited about him. I hope and assume that the chalk play here is everyone remembers that TJ Warren is the right option, in my opinion. 6,800 on FanDuel. He had that awful game against Utah. We don't hold Utah games against people. Other than that, he's been a very consistent, over 30 FanDuel points, living around 35, 37. We haven't seen his upside for a while, but you shouldn't forget that it does exist. He goes over 40 on a semi-regular basis. So Warren is my must play of the night. We've got a couple of sons to start the lineup. I mean, we talk about superstar, superstar, superstar. You don't, you don't need superstar. Just get some scrubby sons in your lineup. Right. Yeah. No, get as many scrubby sons in the lineup as you can. But, but for real, I do love TJ Warren tonight. He's definitely someone I'm going to be playing. Uh, I was just starting with the value because of the studs. So. I understand. I understand. Who is your stay away of the night? Uh, probably LeBron. And it's Ooh. not that I don't really like LeBron. I mean, it's a great matchup for him. You know, it's a game that they really probably need to win. Uh, they're really struggling right now. But my issue is, you know, there's so many studs. I prefer Harden or Westbrook both. And also, if you look at the same position, uh, Giannis is the same price. Kevin Durant is $800 less. Uh, Durant's in a little bit of a revenge game against Oklahoma City. 
So for me, I just, I can't get to LeBron tonight. He's the stud that I probably want the least of, even though I do think that he probably still has a good game. It's, you thought, uh, you thought you didn't feel good about your must play. Yeah. I feel absolutely nauseous about my stay away, but I'm going to say it anyway. James Harden. I'm staying okay. away from Harden against the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, the Nets are awful, but I don't expect this game to be particularly close. I, I think there's a very good chance Harden does not play in the fourth quarter. And I'm just not sure how huge the upside is with Chris Paul on the floor as well. We have not seen him on a regular basis giving you 55, 60 FanDuel points with Paul on the floor. I agree with you completely. He's the next in line. You know, I would probably still play him over LeBron tonight personally, but I, uh, he's my next in line as far as the stay away goes. Uh, because Eric Gordon is also expected to return tonight for the Houston Rockets. So just another reason why I, I don't like James Harden that much because he's not going to have to do it all tonight. And, and if he does do it all early, there's no chance he plays in the fourth quarter. So I think we probably need to talk about, like, if we're eliminating LeBron and Harden from the conversation, who is your first choice on this slate for the top scorer of the night? Uh, definitely Russell Westbrook for me. Uh, I like this, you know, anytime he faces Kevin Durant for the rest of his career is going to be a revenge game, no matter if he's playing for the Warriors or not. So I, I think it's definitely Russell Westbrook here. He's on the road at Golden State. Uh, he looks forward to playing against Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and this Warriors team. Um, so yeah, give me, give me Russell Westbrook for the top overall score. I like Westbrook. I do think there's a chance that Giannis is the top guy with basically Eric Bledsoe being the only point guard on the team. I would expect Giannis is going to play a lot of point guard when Bledsoe is resting because they can't play him for 48 minutes. He is recovered from his ankle injury at 11,500. He's got 75, 80-point upside. So I'll take Giannis number one and Westbrook number two. And I guess if I was organizing my draft queue, that's the order that I would put them in. Did you know your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft 2. Play in a real live NBA draft right now. Be done in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code SPORTSLINE. That's right. Play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code SPORTSLINE. But then it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Sportsline DFS podcast listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code Sportsline. Mike, speaking of Sportsline, you ready to head over to the Sportsline odds page? I am. we got some really juicy matchups tonight, some really high totals. Uh, this is going to be a really fun night. A 230 over under two three zero for Oklahoma City at Golden State. Warriors are ten point favorites. This is interesting, and one thing I want to get out of the way because I talk a lot of times before I throw it to you. I like to bring up where teams rate against certain positions. Oklahoma City ha- is currently the third best team against the point guard position. But if you'll remember, over the last couple of weeks when we've talked about Oklahoma City. They have, for most of the season, been the most difficult matchup for point guards. They've already fallen to the third most difficult matchup. I think we can pretty easily say, like, I never thought they were the most difficult matchup because of Russell Westbrook. 
it was because A, the opposing point guard has to guard Russell Westbrook, and B, they would swap Andre Roberson over to guard the point guard. They don't have Andre Roberson anymore. They are not that difficult of a matchup. Do you have any interest in Steph Curry? Yeah, no, I definitely have interest in Steph Curry. Anytime you can give Steph a little extra motivation too, uh, that's always a good thing. And, you know, you should, you know, everyone knows that Steph still is getting up for this game to play against Russell Westbrook. Uh, so yeah, I definitely have some interest in Steph Curry. I think he's a great play. Um, you know, it might be difficult to get him in if you're going to play Westbrook and my must play at Tyler Eulis. But if you're like on a site like DraftKings where you can get them all in, then yeah, I, I love Steph Curry here tonight. I think he's a better play than Chris Paul for sure. A better play. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I guess I wonder in this game, you have, like, we talked about all the stars route. Obviously they, a lot of them play in this game. If you're ranking, say, Curry, Durant, and Westbrook, or does it go Westbrook, Durant, Curry? Uh, yeah, probably still goes Westbrook, Durant, Curry. But, uh, that doesn't mean I don't like them all. I think that, uh, I will have exposure to all three, and I think you should probably have two of the three in your lineups. Wow. Two of the three in your lineups. Now we already have, we can't play two of Westbrook and Curry. So that tells me right. on FanDuel, we're trying to plug Westbrook into our lineup. And since we can't play Curry, we're plugging Durant into our lineup as well. That's 5,400 remaining per player. We've already got four players in on FanDuel. Tyler, Eulis, Russell Westbrook, TJ Warren, and Kevin Durant. Moving down, because th- this game is not just about the stars. We've got a lot of mid-range options as well. Paul George, Draymond Green, both 8,000. Clay Thompson, 6,700. Melo down at 6,000. I don't think I have any interest in him. I-, I guess of that group, the one I'm most interested in is Draymond. Yeah, I think Draymond is the guy you should be most interested in. Uh, this is just a classic spot where Draymond picks up that triple-double. Uh, I really think that we, we see that happen tonight. I may not be a huge 20-point triple-double, but I, I think that he's really going to stuff the stat sheet in every category tonight. Uh, he's going to have to play well if they think they're going to cover that 10-point spread. Uh, so, yeah, Draymond is the guy I think that I would be looking at the most out of that group. Uh, and Carmelo Anthony is certainly the guy that I'm least interested in. Okay. Anybody else in this game? Are you ready to move on? Um, I mean, I, I think that you could still mention, you know, we, we just mentioned Clay Thompson a little bit. I think that he's kind of the wild card, and I think he's someone that could potentially win you a tournament if he plays really well in this game. It's nice to know that uh, Andre Roberson is not out there for Oklahoma City. That really changes things a lot. Okay. So, good Good yeah. point. We got another game over 225. Cleveland at Orlando, 225.5, the over-under. Cavs are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, despite playing like a complete joke of a basketball team ever since Isaiah Thomas got healthy. Enough. I put healthy in air quotes because Isaiah Thomas clearly not Isaiah Thomas anymore. Uh, Orlando, fun note, the fifth-worst team in terms of fantasy points allowed to point guards, shooting guards, and small forwards. They're even worse against centers, the third-worst you don't like LeBron though, do you? Are, are you going to have any Cavs in your lineup? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I probably will still have one LeBron lineup just because I, I think you have to. Um, but it really depends on what happens with Dwayne Wade. Uh, if Wade is ruled out, you know, we know he's questionable for this game. You're going to want to maybe look to like someone like J.R. Smith for some value. Uh, you know, it's really a situation we got to look to, you know, we want to try and find some value here, whether it's with Cleveland or Orlando. I'm not really focused on LeBron in this game. I'm not too interested in Isaiah Thomas at his price, but I think it's going to be some of the power forward shooting guard value plays, even center value plays in this game. 
And that really just kind of depends on what happens with the injury news here. And I'll give you a name that has just been even like we talk about Isaiah Thomas being dreadful. At least he has the excuse of being hurt. Jay Crowder just turned into a bad basketball player when he went to Cleveland, apparently. But he's just $4,000. He's getting consistent minutes again with Kevin Love out. I do think that there is I have some interest in playing Crowder as a punt at small forward or power forward. Yeah, no, I think he's one of the uh, one of the guys that I'll be looking to punt with. Um, I, I think he'd be priority number one at this point. If Dwayne Wade was ruled out, then I think that that priority might shift just slightly. Uh, and, and if it did, then it would be shifting over to J.R. Smith, uh, who I, I think that he would just, you know, his usage would be a little more secure. The minutes, obviously, a little more secure if Dwayne Wade doesn't play. Uh, so I'd probably rank those guys one and two. And then after that, it would be Channing Fry on the Cleveland side. Okay, I don't understand why nobody on the Magic can consistently play more than 27 minutes a game. But with Aaron Gordon out again, with the chance that we don't get Jonathan Simmons in this game, Mario Hazonia, $5,000 on FanDuel. Do you have any interest in Hazonia at all? Absolutely. Uh, I think that you know if Simmons is, were to be ruled out, I think he would almost be a must play. Uh, we'd be looking at a situation where you know, at, at small forward, we would probably be going with your must play TJ Warren paired with Mario Hazonia uh, on FanDuel, which means you wouldn't be able to play Kevin Durant. Uh, but I like, I like Hazonia a lot. I mean, you know, I talked about it on the, on the show yesterday and we've talked about it pretty much every time he plays. You know, we don't typically recommend just looking at game logs, but if you pull up this guy's game log and compare just minutes to fantasy points, he's one of the most consistent players in the NBA. I'm going to go ahead and lock Hazonia in. On DraftKings, where he's $500 less, he gets that three-point bonus, and he's made at least three threes in his last four games. So with an outstanding, I don't see LeBron chasing too much to the three-point line to get into his sight line. So I think he should have a nice night. Anybody else in this game you were interested in? Um, I mean, you know, I, I think that there's a little bit of interest in Maurice Spates. Uh, it kind of depends on what Cleveland does and runs out there. If Channing Fry gets some minutes, obviously Spates is going to as well. Both of those guys are, are kind of similar. Um, we're going to need either one of them to see 20 plus minutes to really make them worth paying, even though they are value plays. Uh, but I think he's someone that should be on your radar, especially if Jonathan Simmons is out. It just makes the rotation that much more thin for Orlando. Okay. Let's move on to what is probably my favorite game of the night. Phoenix Suns at the Lakers, 218.5 over under. Lakers are eight point favorites. How bad are you if the Lakers are eight-point favorites over you? That's how bad the Phoenix Suns are. Josh Jackson has been playing outstanding, going to be extremely popular, but his price has certainly caught up with his play. He is up to 5,900 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. TJ Warren was my must-play. Tyler Eulis was your must-play. Are you going to have some Josh Jackson? Yeah, I will definitely have exposure to Josh Jackson. Uh, like you said, the Suns are a team that you really need exposure to. Uh, don't mind at all that they're pretty big underdogs in this game to the Lakers. I, I don't put much weight in that when you're dealing with these two teams. Uh, but the Suns do have the largest pace differential on the slate, uh, which is really interesting because you think of them as being a fast-paced team, but they uh, they have a nice bump in pace to play tonight. So that's uh, that's something that's really going to help them quite a bit uh, when they travel on the road to Los Angeles tonight. Um, you know. This is the fastest-paced game that they're going to see all season. We know that the guy that uses the most usage on the team is out with Devin Booker. So things are going to be different for the Phoenix Suns tonight. 
And there's going to be a lot of daily fantasy value. And like I said, we've covered the three guys that it really starts with. And that's uh, Tyler Eulis, TJ Warren, and Josh Jackson are the three guys that I'm going to be prioritizing. Um, I don't know that I'll have a ton of exposure outside of those three, but I will definitely have those three in a lot of my lineups. I'd like a little more information on what's going on with Marquise Chris. He just served a one-game team suspension after a verbal altercation with an assistant coach. He has seen his minutes fluctuate wildly. You would think this would be a great spot for him, but Dragon Bender has played pretty good basketball over his last two games. He's 4,300 on FanDuel. I think either of those two could be a great GPP punt, but I wouldn't trust anybody else on Phoenix in cash. On the other side, there should be options for the Lakers that excite me. I don't know that there are. Jordan Clarkson has gone back to playing 20, half of the game again. It's just maybe Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I think Ingram is the guy, but the, the issue there is just the position. Uh, I'm not going to play him over TJ Warren at this point. And right. I'm certainly, you know, especially if Jonathan Simmons is out, I don't think there's any way you're paying up for Ingram to play him over Mario Ozonia, knowing that he's $1,900 more. Uh, so that's that's really the issue. I think he makes a fantastic tournament play at this point, uh, you know, or if you want to play him on DraftKings and get both of those guys in the lineups that I don't want to play him over on FanDuel. But I, uh, you know, I just I can't envision paying more for him than TJ Warren or Mario Hazonia at this point in the night. So Tyler Eulis, 3,700 on FanDuel. I kind of stumbled over his DraftKings price at the top of the show. He's 4,200 on DraftKings, $500 more. Is he still your must play on DraftKings or just on FanDuel? Uh, it's looking like more of just a FanDuel play because of all the positional requirements, and I know some value is probably still going to open up later tonight. Uh, so it's more of a FanDuel play than a DraftKings play. It's not that I don't like him on DraftKings. I, I think he's fine, and I will still have a share of him or two on DraftKings in my lineups. Uh, but I, I can't say that he's actually a true must-play on DraftKings now. Okay, let's move on to a really interesting game, I think. Houston, 11-point favorites at Brooklyn. Over under of 216.5. This seems like a really good spot for the Rockets. I just, I'm not sure if Eric Gordon comes back, Chris Paul is playing. I'm not sure that there's really anybody that I want to have a part of. Yeah. Um, the only, the, you know, the guy that I don't think anyone's going to really talk about too much that I think that we should maybe talk about is Clint Capella. I think that this is a spot where he could be good. I don't think anyone's going to play him. Right. Uh, you know, he put up 50 fantasy points against the Spurs, 41 against Orlando, only 30 in his last game against Cleveland, but didn't play as many minutes in that one. Uh, I, I think that this is an interesting spot for him. You know, it's probably only a tournament play, but the Suns, I mean, the Suns, the, uh, the Nets do rank dead last in the NBA in defense versus position against the center position. Uh, it's, you know, it's a boost in pace of play for the Rockets. Um, you know, everyone's focused in these spots. They almost always focus on guys like James Harden. Chris Paul, even Eric Gordon to some extent, because those are the guys that are used to focusing on. But when the matchup's easy for them, it's likely easy for everyone. And I, I just see this as a spot where Clint Capella can really get in there and, you know, have his double double and have some real tournament upside as, you know, if things are a lot easier for him, they don't need Harden to sit out and create in the perimeter as much as they might normally. Right. I like that a lot. How do you feel about the other? Interesting center play in this game. Jared Allen has really been playing pretty good basketball, getting a lot more run as of late. 
He's got a couple 35, 36 FanDuel point games. His price is up to 5,700. That seems like he may be priced out. Yeah, that's the issue. Uh, he's very talented. I like his, you know, he does still have some upside. You know, once again, I think you can play him in a tournament at that price. Uh, but in a cash game at that price, man, I tell you, I would, honestly, I would probably prefer to just take my chances with Channing Fry or, uh, or even Maurice Spates. Uh, just knowing that you're going to save at least $1,500 if you do that on FanDuel. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I like Allen in the tournament. It's just, you know, the, the chances, the probability of him scoring only 15 fantasy points and, you know, you getting 15 from someone like Channing Fry, they're, they're pretty similar. So I'd rather take the cost savings. Washington Wizards head to Philadelphia where they're still recovering from their Super Bowl celebrations. 213.5 over under Sixers are six and a half point favorites. The Wizards, of course, still without John Wall, which is kind of a, a disappointment because the Sixers are one of the worst teams against point guards. I don't like at first glance, this was not a game that grabbed me. Yeah. The thing that's interesting here is the Wizards, man. They were, they weren't good last night. Uh, especially Bradley Beal, you know, they're on the back to back here. Uh, Beal, we were really expecting a little better performance from him last night. He only managed 20.7 FanDuel points, uh, with 21 points. So he really, he grabbed one rebound and three assists, which is, uh, tells me, you know, honestly, it's a little bit about effort, especially against a team like the Indiana Pacers with Victor Oladipo out of the lineup. Uh, so I'm expecting a little better effort from Bradley Beal tonight. I think he's a fine play. I think people might jump off of him just a little bit after last night's performance. So he, he might be a little bit better play there. Um, but outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. I'm going to go ahead and put Bradley Beal on our all-tournament team at the shooting guard position because with all of the stars on this slate, I, I agree with you completely. He just laid a complete egg. He's on the second night of a back-to-back. He's on the road. He's $9,000. People will say, why would I pay 9000 for him? When I can just pay a thousand more and get somebody like Durant or Curry, two thousand more, get somebody like Westbrook. Bradley Beal is going on the all tournament team at shooting guard. How do you feel about that? I love it. I think it's, uh, definitely, I definitely agree with it. I think it's the best way to start the all tournament team tonight. We at least need to talk about Joel Embiid. He's kind of struggled a little bit here in terms of production for his price, but he's still $10,100 going up against Marcin Gortat and the Washington Wizards. No chance you're playing. I was kind of surprised Embiid was not your stay away because he has been often. Yeah, that was really just, I want to give the guy a break a little bit. You know, his <laughs> city just took home the Super Bowl. I want to just kind of hit off his case a little bit because I can't tell you to fade him every night. Um, but no, honestly, I, I, I think that, you know, that's a little too easy of a call for me. I wanted to be a little more bold and say to fade LeBron, but yeah, I don't think there's any way I'm playing Joel Embiid tonight. I yeah, just, I'm I'm the guy that just takes the chalk plays and fades. You've got to be a little bit more bold. Moving on to Boston at Toronto, Raptors four and a half point favorites. Is that number still accurate? Because I that was before I think Kyrie had said he was going to play. He got a two oh six over under. Kyle Lowry has been very good against point guards. The easy thing for me to say for the stay away would have would have been Terry Rozier is up to seven thousand dollars because of his performance. Without Kyrie Irving, you can't play Rozier, obviously, now that he's back. He's the same price as Kyle Lowry. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, and to be fair, I will say when Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving and Marcus Morris are all out, Terry Rozier is a $7,000 player. 
Um, so I'm not, I, I don't hate that at all, but you know, I'm not, yeah, obviously you're not playing him now. Uh, it does look funny to see him priced similarly to Kyle Lowry. Um, but man, I tell you, this game is one that it, I, I'm finding it difficult to use players in because I don't know that I want to trust Kyrie in the first night back here. And, you know, all the Boston value guys with, uh, Marcus Morris returning too, it kind of, you know, we were playing Baines for a little while. I think that Marcus Morris returning kind of removes Aaron Baines from consideration too. Absolutely. I don't have any interest in Baines. I, I'm not playing Kyrie. I could have also put him on my stay away list, but I do have another nomination for all tournament team. I like Kyle Lowry at $7,000 going up against Kyrie Irving. I, I think that, you know, this game, maybe I'm wrong. Toronto and Boston, not huge fans of each other. Right. And Boston is currently the number one seed. I think this game means more to Kyle Lowry and the Raptors than it does to Irving and the Celtics. I agree with you completely. And I do love that the fact that this game is in Toronto, I think that's going to really help. He's coming off, you know, a pretty poor performance against Memphis, uh, which we typically used to when Memphis was good. We used to throw those games out. Uh, but he only played 26 minutes, only played 25 against Portland. I think that he's going to bounce right back to play 35 minutes in this game. I love Kyle Lowry. Uh, just the ninth most expensive point guard, which is uh, kind of funny to see with this many games. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, Kyle Lowry is definitely one of my favorite tournament plays tonight. So I love that you put him on the all tournament team. Outstanding. Okay. Speaking of Memphis, they are two and a half point underdogs to Atlanta. If I got that right, or the 205.5 over under, is it just as simple as if Wayne Selden is active, he's in your lineup on FanDuel, he's 3,800, he's played over 30 minutes in, I think, five straight games? Yeah, so it's it's close. Uh, I think the only way that he wouldn't necessarily be, or why I'm not really willing to say, yes, he's 100% in your lineup, is I think that there's still a lot of value with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers if Dwayne Wade doesn't play. Uh, mainly, mainly J.R. Smith. We might uh, need them both I, on FanDuel. Well, that's true. Depending on what you're doing there, if we're going to lock in someone like Kevin Durant and Westbrook, then we might, we might need them both. You're right. Uh, I, I think that Kyle Korver also becomes a little interesting, uh, as I do think he's the one that's going to see the biggest increase in minutes if Dwayne Wade doesn't play. Uh, but yeah, Wayne Selden, good option if he plays. I'm not so sure that he's going to play is the issue. Right. This is an excellent spot for Mark Gasol. We've picked on the Hawks with centers all season long. Gasol, 8,900 on FanDuel. Over on DraftKings, he's at 87. I like him at both of those prices. I I would expect his ownership's going to be a little too high for him to be on all-tournament team. Uh, probably. Uh, the only way it wouldn't be is if, you know, we have some sort of injury news that makes one of the, the cheap guys really chalky. But yeah, at this point, I think that you know, if we want to all-tournament team center, I'd probably go to Clint Capella before I would go to Marc Gasol. Okay, outstanding. We will do that, and we've just got one game left. We are a little short on value plays. Milwaukee, a two-point favorite at the Knicks. We had a 205 over-under. I don't think this is where we're going to find our value plays. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, I, I like Giannis a lot in this game, 11-5. On FanDuel, 11,000 over on DraftKings. I've actually already locked him into our DraftKings lineup. I, I really, if I was setting the odds on somebody hitting the triple-double bonus behind Westbrook, I think Giannis would be my, my second choice tonight. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I, I think that he's, you know, we talked about it at the top of the show, he's probably 1A for you and Westbrook's 1B. 
I've got it flipped around. Westbrook's my 1A. Giannis is my 1B. Uh, I'm not going to fight you. If you want to play Giannis tonight, I think he's a very, very strong play. Um, and I, uh, someone I'll definitely be having exposure to. The interesting thing for me is what are we going to do with Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton? I, I like Bledsoe a lot. I think at 7,300, he's priced appropriately. Um, I would play him over Paul. I'd play him over Kyrie. I'd play him over Spencer Dinwiddie. Most of the, most of the point guards in his range. I do think that he will be higher owned than Lowry. So I still like Lowry more in tournaments than I like Bledsoe, but I could mm-hmm. see a situation where I played them both even. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, definitely agree with you there. I think Bledsoe is the guy you're going to need some exposure to. Um, and at shooting guard, I personally like, you know, it, People that watch this probably listen to this probably understand that I like Chris Middleton. He yes. just does a lot of things that my my model tends to like. Uh, he's someone that I, I think is one of the better tournament plays tonight. Uh, I prefer him straight up over Bradley Beal. I prefer him straight up over DeMar DeRozan tonight. And, you know, at 7,500, I think people, if they're looking to play him, I think they'll probably save some money and play Clay Thompson. So I like Chris Middleton for kind of the same reason we talked about Lowry a little bit. I uh, just put up a dud. Uh, he's had back-to-back duds, really, uh, against the Nets and the Knicks, two games where you would expect him to uh, to play kind of well. And he, he gets a uh, a rematch tonight against the Knicks. I think Chris Middleton is one of my favorite tournament plays of the night. I know we've already got Beal on the all-tournament team, but I think Chris Middleton is uh, in a really good spot. It wouldn't shock me at all if he had that 50-point night for the Bucks tonight. Is there anyone else you're interested in this game? Um, I'll mention Jarrett Jack. Uh, I think that he's someone, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't love it if he gets matched up with Giannis at some point, but I, I don't really see why that would happen. Uh, I think that this is an interesting matchup for him. He did just have, you know, this is a rematch of last week's game and he put up 33 FanDuel points against this, uh, Milwaukee team. I think he has a similar opportunity to do the same tonight. I like it a lot. Our all-tournament team is a little lacking at the forward position. We have a point guard in Kyle Lowry, a shooting guard in Bradley Beal, a center in Clint Capella. We do not have a small forward or a power forward for this slate yet. and That's kind of how I feel about it now. I feel like this is like three pieces of news away from being a good slate, but yep. right now I'm not in love with it. Um, if I was going to go with an all-tournament play at small forward, It'd probably be Torian Prince. I think that people will completely ignore him because he's playing against Memphis. And he, in three of his last four, he scored 15 FanDuel points or fewer. But the other one was against Boston and he hung a 50-burger. That's yeah. the type of um, variability we're looking for in our tournament team, right? It is. Uh, not only the variability, but also the price point. Because we've already talked about that you know, Mario Hazonia is going to be popular, and we think Josh Jackson could be popular. So you're looking at a guy with Prince at 4,700. He makes for a nice pivot to those kind of players where you don't have to really totally redo your lineup. Uh, so that's what I'm really looking for in a tournament play. I'm just looking for someone that I can really pivot to in that tournament spot, and I think he fits the bill. So I like him. I was going to say Brandon Ingram, but I think Prince is the better all-tournament play. You are not going to like the lineups that I've put together for uh, for this slate on DraftKings or FanDuel. I I like to put you in tough spots and see if you can wiggle out of them. Um, it 
it feels almost impossible tonight. So at this point, at 144 Eastern, we're working without a lot of news. I just went to check hoping we got some more news, and, and we haven't found it yet. So on FanDuel, I've got Russell Westbrook and your must-play, Tyler Eulis. Yep. At point guard. At shooting guard, I've got Wayne Selden plugged in. We're going to assume he plays. It's it's easy enough. If for some reason he's ruled out, I think Ben McLemore is a nice guy to just plug in in his place. Yeah. He's going to have to play a bunch of minutes. Just get a Kansas Jayhawk in one way or the other. Right. Uh, we need another shooting guard. We have Kevin Durant and TJ Warren at small forward. And we have Clint Capella at center. We need two power forwards. We need a shooting guard. We have 51.33 per player left. I know you don't love it. I saw the look you just gave me. Mm-hmm. Let's start with one of the power forwards on the FanDuel. Who would be your favorite power forward under 5,000? Favorite power forward under 5,000. Um, at this point, man, it is, uh, it is I, not I've, what I like to see. I've got, I've got a name or two that I'll just throw out there. Okay. okay. Uh, the first name is Ryan Anderson, because of course I would. He has got more minutes as of late, at least 28 to 33 minutes. Now, I think some of that's because of the injury issues they've had. So maybe he's a little bit of a, uh, a donkey play. The other one would be Jamichael Green. Atlanta, we talk about how bad they are against centers. They're also not good against the power forward position. He's returned from his injury, played 20 minutes against Detroit, up to 25 against Toronto in their last game. And he's pretty close to a fantasy point per minute guy. He's just 4,900. Yeah, I think that I would probably lean towards Ryan Anderson in that spot. I, I want to see Jamichael Green just get another game or two playing some bigger minutes. Uh, so probably going to lean towards Ryan Anderson in that spot. I always like it when you decide to go with Ryan Anderson. So we got 5,600 left now for a shooting guard and a power forward. I think we swap over to the shooting guard position. J.R. Smith is 4,100. I think there's a pretty good chance that Dwayne Wade sits. They are on a back-to-back. The plan was he would play tonight and then sit tomorrow. Why not just have him sit if he's not feeling well and play him tomorrow, right? Right. How do you feel about just plugging J.R. Smith in there as well? uh, Yeah, I think that he. we should probably plug him in because he is going to be the guy that you're going to be looking to tonight. I I agree with you. I think that Dwayne Wade probably doesn't play here. So J.R. Smith, you know, as the news breaks, he's someone you're going to be wanting to be putting in your lineups anyway. Okay. So that doesn't, again, put us in a great position. we got 7,100 for a power forward. Uh, Dario Saric is 67. Markeith Morris, 63. Tatum, 61. No chance. We've already passed on Carmelo Anthony. So we've probably got a little reconstruction here that we're going to have to do. But who is your favorite power forward under 71? Is it Saric? Yeah, I mean, Dario Saric is probably the guy that I would end up playing if I uh, if I didn't really kind of reconstruct the roster there. Um, you know, at this point, I think that we probably will have to do some digging and, and really reconstruct things. Um, one thing that I would consider doing is I would consider playing Ennis Cantor at center. And, you know, dropping from Capella to Cantor. And if you did that, then you have enough money to play Draymond Green. Um, you know, immediate, which is what I would do immediately when, once I saw this lineup, I think that, uh, that's okay. probably where I would go. I like it. I like it. So that puts us with Euless Westbrook, Selden, J.R. Smith, 
TJ Warren, Kevin Durant, Ryan Anderson, Draymond Green, and Ennis Cantor. And remember, just watch to make sure Selden plays, and then watch to make sure that Dwayne Wade doesn't. That's the key to getting J.R. Smith in your lineup. Moving over to DraftKings, we've got Tyler Eulis and TJ Warren, our must-plays both in the lineup. We've got Hazonia at shooting guard. We've got Giannis at power forward, Capella at center. And then we've got Torian Prince wherever we want to put him. Really nice added bonus that he is shooting guard slash small forward eligible. So we've got 5,500 per player remaining. And we kind of have a situation where it's like a double utility. You can play a guard or a forward and you get to play a center, Mike. I, I always leave you in bad spots. This time I've left you in a pretty good one. Now I think this is a great spot to be in. And, you know, my first pick here is going to be J.R. Smith. And I like him for many reasons because, you know, we know we're going to get some news. You're probably going to have to rebuild this lineup a little bit. Uh, but he's just like Prince in that you can play him at shooting guard or small forward. Uh, so it doesn't matter. You get an ultra flexibility there. And if you do that, you're left with $7,200. And there are a number of players that we've talked about on the show that we really like tonight in that price range. Uh, you know, you're looking at Kyle Lowry or Eric Bledsoe immediately. Those are the two that, uh, we bought. I know that we both like those guys. Absolutely. And I would actually choose, cause this seems like probably a tournament lineup and I would actually choose Kyle Lowry in that spot because I think he's going to be lower owned than Bledsoe tonight. Wouldn't you expect? Uh, yes. No, I definitely agree with that. And, uh, I, I really like that lineup a lot in tournaments. I think it's really good. Outstanding. We've got Eulis, Hazonia, TJ Warren, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Click Capella, J.R. Smith, Torian Prince, and Kyle Lowry. And we've got one lineup, not really lineup left to do. We've got one draft left to do. Adam Azer is setting up our draft challenge for the day. You guys started doing this without me. You're seasoned veterans. And I'm going to come in with a little bit of beginner's luck here and just dominate this draft. All right. It's uh, it's good to be back. And I look forward to beating Mike McClure again. 2-0. 2-0, Mike. How's that feel? Yeah. Well... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to win today for sure. There's no doubt. If it makes you feel any better, Mike, he uh he dominated me during football season, I think, as well. So I, I thankfully nice. have the first pick. And so that is going to be a real advantage tonight because Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to have a monster night. No one is going to come within 15 fantasy points of him tonight. So I'm already way ahead of you guys. Except all those other stars, and I'm going to get two of them because I have picks three and four, but Mike's got the second pick. I like being in the second spot here because I actually valued Russell Westbrook slightly ahead of Giannis, so I'm happy. I didn't need the first pick. I will gladly take the second pick with Russell Westbrook. All right, and then I'll just take like the two best players in the NBA, LeBron and Durant. And I guess I'm filling, oh, do I want to play it that way? I'd be filling up forward. Is, how much better is Joel Embiid than, than Marcus Sol and Clint Capella tonight? I'm not going I, I to would, give you any advice. Alright, fair. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't give you that advice tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, uh, forget, I'll just take Durant. What's the, you know, why not? LeBron and Durant. Alright, Mike, you're back on the clock. All right. Well, you, you took who I wanted. I wanted Kevin Durant there. You actually left me in a pretty tough spot because now I have to decide between James Harden. You know, forward is really kind of weak now since you uh, you took mm. the two studs there. I do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take James Harden. I, uh, I don't love him in DFS salary cap stuff, but in draft here where we don't care about salary caps, I like James Harden still. To answer your question, Adam, I would actually rather have Mark Gasol than Joel Embiid, so I'm okay. going to take Steph Curry with my second-round pick. 
uh, giving me Steph and Giannis. That's probably two of my top four. I feel pretty great about that. And then I'm actually going to go ahead and play Gasol over Joel Embiid tonight. All right. Now remember, it's two guards, two forwards, and a center. So now Mike's back on the clock with his third pick. And Mike has Harden and Westbrook so far. It's pretty good. It's fun. Harden and Westbrook so far. I've got to get some forwards in here. And, man. You really don't, not, though. Uh, you really don't because there's only one more forward that, that Heath and I need to draft. Like, I've filled mine, and Heath has won. So You should definitely not take a forward here. No, I, I didn't. I took Joel Embiid, the guy, again, that I don't love, but <laughs> on draft, I think you have to play him because he's going to, you know, he's, he's the best option on the board in terms of raw fantasy point projection. We have really worked you over in this draft. You basically, your entire, I don't want to play them tonight is going to end up on your roster along with Westbrook. Yeah. And I yes. don't need to take a center now because you two have filled center. So I took Bradley Beal. I'm going to take another guard and I'll just go with Chris Paul. So, okay. All right. So I have Paul, Beal, LeBron, and Durant. Mike, you're on the clock with Westbrook, Harden, and Embiid. All right. I'm going to take my boy Draymond Green. I told you he's going to have a triple-double tonight, and I think that's going to happen. So locking him in. Okay. Two picks for Heath. This is really a tough spot. I mean, Ben Simmons is there. We've got Chris Stapps against Milwaukee. Kyrie, no chance I'm playing him. I don't want DeRozan either against the Celtics. Am I going to really play T.J. Warren over Paul George? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take T.J. Warren, and I will go with Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe and Lowry both there. I would take Lowry if I had to worry about ownership percentage at all, but if it's just straight up, it doesn't matter who scores more points. I definitely think Bledsoe has the higher floor tonight. Okay. Your final lineup, Heath? My final lineup, Eric Bledsoe, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, TJ Warren, and Marcus Hull. Mike, your final pick. You need a forward. Uh, yeah, I am going to maybe get some wrong, some crazy looks for this one, but I'm going to go oh, ahead and take Chris him. Middleton over Chris Stepps. <laughs> I like it. Okay, and then I'm going to take Clint Capella to finish off my team, which gives me Beal, Paul, LeBron, Durant, and Capella. And, oh, oh no, Mike is projected to win tonight. Mike is projected. Heath, you're projected to come in dead last. Uh, Wrong. Pretty close, though. Pretty close projections. So good luck, fellas. Good luck. See if yeah, you I look forward to uh, gloating tomorrow when I beat the projections and both of you. All right, Heath, uh, take it away, sir. Yeah, thanks for listening to the Sportsline DFS podcast. Tune in tomorrow to listen to me gloat.